Sometimes summer just feels a bit too short. Then again, perhaps it's a shortcut to a long, delicious autumn. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. Every season seems to have its own nature soundtrack. Bird songs and the buzzing of bees in an apple tree are ubiquitous with spring. Autumn is notably quiet, but for the swirling maple and oak leaves in the wind, or the crunching of them underfoot. Winter is perhaps even more quiet, but punctuated by the eerie moan of ice on a frozen lake, the crackling of a wood fire, or the solitary call of a raven. Late summer has a soundscape entirely different. Hermit thrushes are just about the only bird calling with any degree of regularity, and leaves may rustle in the wind, but these are generally the popples shimmying on their flattened petioles. But a short stroll across a dry late summer lawn, field, or clearing releases a sound unheard in any other season. Grasshoppers taking flight. Grasshoppers, crickets, katydids, and their New Zealand cousins, the Weta, are all members of the Orthoptera order of insects. They are distinct from other insects in that their bodies are generally cylindrical in shape and have musculature and appendages that make them superbly adapted for hopping. The name Orthoptera comes from the Greek orthos, meaning straight, and terra, meaning wing. This name reflects the grasshopper's ability to fold its hind pair of wings like a paper fan straight across its back under its more rigid front pair of wings. While many species in the Orthoptera order can fly, why is it that they only seem to take flight in late summer and early fall? It isn't until this time of year that they have grown their wings. Grasshoppers begin the season as overwintering eggs held in a sort of suspended animation in the soil. When conditions are suitably warm, they emerge from their eggs as nymphal grasshoppers. These newly hatched babies look just like their adult counterparts, but are small and lack fully formed wings. Instead, they have little oval wing buds on their backs, which look somewhat like a capelet. After several rounds of molting, usually by late summer, they become fully mature adults with powerful wings and the capability of taking flight. Grasshoppers are generally solitary creatures, but when conditions are just right, many species of grasshoppers, such as our native red-legged grasshoppers, undergo significant physiological and behavioral changes. First, a population spike must occur. This can happen due to a long, somewhat droughty summer, followed by a mild winter and even more mild, droughty spring. Next, if this population increase is paired with events which bring on a wave of lush growth of small plants, such as mild flooding during that same year or abundant forest fires the year prior, the grasshoppers will congregate their enlarged populations in these relatively confined areas of lush feed. When forced together in these close quarters, their physical closeness often leads to them touching one another with special receptors on their legs or antennae, depending on the species. This simple touch stimulates a flood of serotonins that changes their color, musculature, and behavior. They become more active, more apt to fly, and seek other grasshoppers, and they reproduce more rapidly. The result of all those variables is a swarm of locusts. Here in Maine, there was a significant locust swarm in 1822, just two years after Maine became a state. 
a season of drought, wildfires, and a subsequent mild spring and summer, all led to our native red-legged grasshoppers taking flight as a swarm of locusts. The swarm ravaged the state, eating every bit of greenery in their path. They destroyed potato fields by the acre, leveled backyard gardens, and even devoured clothing left to dry on clotheslines and wooden tool handles left outside. Evidently, Casco Bay was thick with dead locusts floating on the waves, and coastal schooners even had issues with them landing en masse on their decks. With crops so decimated, a hard winter of scarcity followed. Luckily, locust swarms are uncommon for us in the relatively cool and damp northeast, though we should be vigilant as droughts and heat waves become more common here. For now, however, we can head outside to the nearest old field and appreciate the unthreatening clicking flight of grasshoppers on a lazy late August afternoon. You can download this episode and find a link to our blog with the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.